0: praise the Lord everybody praise the Lord everybody good evening good evening welcome to the midweek mind shift another installment of us studying the word of the Lord together and it is truly the day the Lord has made we ought to be grateful and rejoice in it once again I am pastor banks I'm going to lead you in the Word of God tonight that we might come to grow together, we might come closer uh, to God's Word together thanking Him for His grace, His mercy, His loving kindness and the direction that only comes from Him. Let's bow our heads briefly as we uh, ask God to touch us, I'm praying for you tonight, I'm praying. For all the struggles that you may be facing going through, I want to declare to you that God is faithful. Can you say that with me? He is faithful and he is just, and he will perform that which he promised. I'm a living witness. Let's bow our heads and ask God to bless us as we go into his word tonight. Father, we are indeed grateful for this day that you have given us, another day that you have blessed us with. We ask God that you would touch us right now with your presence as we come into our individual spaces, coming together to study your word, make your word plain tonight, and have it reveal to us the mysteries that help us to live our lives better in accordance to your word. We give you glory tonight. We ask that you bless those who are downtrodden, lift them up in their spirit, lift their heads up. Bless those who are facing physical difficulties. We pray that your healing anointing would be upon them. Bless those who are going through financial distress. God, I pray that you be Jehovah Jireh and make a way out of no way for them. God just show yourself strong speak to our hearts and minds is our prayer tonight in Jesus mighty name our souls say together amen. amen 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 somebody ought to give God glory give God praise listen make sure you like this post you share it with your friends and family I want to thank you for your faithful giving Amen. There's information up on the screen and in the original post, if you want to continue to give in that way, the Lord has prospered you. Uh, We thank God for every single one of you who have sown believing God uh, to give unto you that which is only able to come from him. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want to invite your attention uh, tonight to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to continue in our series, Faith That Overcomes the World, and as we go into this, I want to um, lift up the next stanza, as I pull it up here, the next stanza in our study tonight, beginning at verse 8 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. Amen. Amen. So we have we have established a pattern of uh, looking at the faith that we have been given uh, and that faith has the power to cause us to overcome the world and the world manifests itself in a number of different ways And the hall of faith that we look at in Hebrews chapter 11 gives us insight and intel into everyday normal people just like you and I who face difficulties in the world, and yet their faith allowed them to overcome it. Uh, Faith in Christ. It's not just faith in general, uh, because faith uh, by itself uh, is impotent. It is the power uh, that we place our faith in that gives our faith strength. And so our faith being placed in God through Jesus Christ is what gives us the power to overcome the world. And we looked at uh, the patriarchs, and we're going to look at some of the matriarchs. And now uh, we are in verse 8, and we're going to go through verse 10 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. Uh, And we're dealing with who is uh, considered and told to be the father of our faith, Abraham. Uh, We dealt with Noah. We dealt with Enoch. Uh, uh, You know, we've dealt with those uh, persons that led up and we're showing how um, there's a pattern of those who walk with God, those who trust God uh, with their faith. God gives them strength to overcome issues in the world. And tonight we're going to look at verses eight through 10. I'm reading from the Amplified Version uh, and we're going to talk about Abraham tonight and how his faith allowed him to overcome the prospects of the world. The prospects of the world, the prospects. Let's go into the word. By faith, Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed by going to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as a foreigner In the promised land, as in a strange land, living in tents as nomads with Isaac and Jacob, who were fellow heirs of the same promise, for he was expectedly waiting and confidently looking forward to the city which has foundations, an eternal heavenly city whose architect and builder is God. Amen overcoming the prospects of this world of this world the world the world has its offers <laughs> the world has uh its prizes the world has uh the things or uh the accoutrement that that it would add to our lives or seemingly help us to think it would add to our lives. But the end thereof, we see that following the world's ways uh, do not get us to where God wants us to be, nor do they equate or measure up to anything that God has for us. I watch from time to time, and I remember as a kid watching with my uh, grandparents uh, one of the great uh, uh, game shows on television called Let's Make a Deal. And on Let's Make a Deal at the end of the show, uh, they have the ability for you to pick something behind the door. You got Door number one, door number two, door number three, and you don't know what you have behind the door. And you can trade in what you have and pick what's behind the door, hoping that somehow the prospects of what's there is greater than what you have in your hand and they always have a grand prize and something awesome, but because you don't know exactly what's behind each door, there's always a risk that you could be giving up more than you are getting in return. And by and large, you have people who do win from time to time, but also you have people who give up what they have in their hands only to find something that lets them walk home with nearly nothing or something that's not valuable at all because they found out that what was behind the door they chose wasn't worth anything at all It's these kind of prospects that uh, we're talking about tonight that the world offers us the world has a lot of empty promises uh, a lot of uh, jargon that helps us to think that things can go a certain way but The world seldom, if ever, is able to back up its claims that pushes us into happiness, into what we consider success, into something that's valuable in relationships. It's always a constant chasing and never a gathering and never a holding on. And yet, contrary to that is the kingdom of God. Uh, which coincides with the people of God and gets us in touch with heaven here on earth, meaning that you and I don't have to wait until we ascend to heaven to experience that which God wants for us. But we can literally call heaven to earth and walk in the kingdom and the promises of God and what he has called for us to have manifest in our existence here while we are present and what a wonderful wonderful sentiment that is for god's people to understand and to embrace and and this is the beginning of the faith understanding that abraham has when he encounters god for the first time uh, somewhere uh in his journey he encounters god and the bible tells us that god calls him to go to a place. Says leave his people, leave his country, and go to a place where he would show him. That account is found in Genesis, but the writer of Hebrews now recounts that for us as an exhibition of his faith, because he gave up much that the world would seemingly offered him, but he gained much more that the kingdom Granted him he he overcame the prospects of the world that which the world was promising but never could deliver on that which looked good in the sights of other people that which was. uh, Something that might encourage us and entice us to go further and deeper down a hole never to receive and yet the bible teaches us and shows us that abram uh soon to be called abraham uh follows god not knowing where he's going and receives not only the promises of god manifest in his life but overcomes that which the world falsely is proclaiming to him as what the world can deliver on how many have ever been in a situation in which Uh, The world didn't deliver what it promised. He got you a new job, but you still got the same troubles, got you a new relationship, but still got the same issues. Get a new car, get a new house, get a new set of clothes, whatever it is that seems to add on to us. And yet we still have the same set of difficulties and unhappiness and lack of peace and lack of joy. Because the things that are associated with the kingdom can never be claimed in the world. The world is not able to give it. Matter of fact, uh, 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 what is the song we sang and what a grandmom used to say? This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away, which means that there is something that only God can deliver that the world may proclaim and promise, but it does not come to pass. And what the world does and what the flesh promises and even what the adversary himself tries to entice us with are mechanisms that try to go against what God has for us and to chase empty dreams never to be fulfilled and leaving ourselves empty but thank god for the kingdom of god who fulfills and what fulfills what god has for us and so it is that tonight that we're looking at and uh i'm not going to finish this teaching because i'm going to break it up into two uh sections so we're going to deal with part one tonight and next week we're going to finish it with part two because there's so much uh to unpack uh, with this that i don 't want us to rush through it and miss what the Word is saying to us tonight, and so abram Abraham uh, uh, despite all the world world has to offer him, and he is a man that is of means and he is a man that has things, God chose him to use him and to say that he was going to prosper him in a way to give him offspring that would outnumber the sand on the beach and outnumber the grass on the earth that he would literally promote him in his kingdom if he just trusted him to follow him not knowing where he was going and though the world had its offers Abram Abraham chose what God promised instead and as believers We should have faith enough to choose what God promises over what the world entices. And though we should have the faith to do so, much of the time we only see and want what is in front of us. Because faith is something that we have to hope for that has not yet come to fruition. The Bible says faith is the substance of what we hope for, the evidence of what's not seen, which means that it's not seen and it's not handled and it's not here yet. And many times we can give up the promise of a destiny because of the manifestation of something temporary. And God's people ought to have faith enough to overcome what the world entices them with and move forward to that which God promises them because what God has is always better. And and that's what we find, that that Abraham discovers that not only does God keep his promise, but God gives him more than he could ever accomplish on his own. And, And so unless we faithfully focus on the kingdom of God and what God has for us, then what the world offers will always entice us away from what God promises. So the question that we want to deal with tonight is how do we faithfully focus on the kingdom and overcome the prospects of this world? The first thing I want to share with you, the the text, the story of Abraham is tailored to teach us that if we're going to faithfully focus on God's kingdom, if our faith somehow is going to allow us to overcome the prospects of this world, number one, we've got to learn to let go of control. Look look at the Bible in, in verse eight. Verse eight says, by faith. Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed by going, listen, to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went, listen, not knowing where he was going. Another version of that scripture says faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call And leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out on faith. That's why we call Abraham the father of faith. Matter of fact, it mentions that specifically in Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, because. Abraham set the course of his life by faith, setting an example for us to follow. God asked him to go on a journey with him, a journey that would lead him to his destiny, promising him that he would make him a great nation, make his name great, bless the peoples that blessed him, curse those who cursed him throughout the entire earth. Give him an heir, even though he had none at the time. Genesis 12 shows us that. And nevertheless, Abraham did not get to know where he was going. Can you imagine someone who had led his life up until being an octogenarian? Someone who was of age and had already made some progress with his own existence. Now voluntarily giving over control to a God he cannot see going to a place he does not know. My God, the kind of faith that Abraham exhibits here that the Bible is calling for all of us to exhibit the same kind of faith shows that he was able to give control up From his own life and follow not even knowing where he was going he had no google maps no gps no turn signal to let him know where he was going he simply followed the voice of god trusting that where god was leading him was better than where he came from and where he would find on his own he didn't know how he'd get there Didn't know how long it would take, didn't know what life would be like when he arrived, having nothing but a promise, he stepped out and gave up control. And that's what faith is, isn't it? And talking about overcoming the world, faith that overcomes the world, we've got to understand what faith is. And, And faith is a confident assurance. That something we want is going to happen. I, I don't have it concrete in action because I'm not there yet. I don't have uh, a guarantee, uh, a warranty because I'm not there yet. Faith is based on hope that what we want is going to happen. And and, and that's certainly what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we can't see it up ahead. How many of you have hopes for something down the road? Faith allows you to conquer the prospects of this world, be they positive or negative, to hold on to that which God says belongs to his people. And let's be honest, it's hard to live by faith. It's not an easy thing. Matter of fact, living by faith is the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. It's easy to live by knowledge. It's easy to live knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why we check the weather forecast. That's why we check the stock market. That's why we check what's going on. We want to be prepared for what's going to happen. Take an umbrella, do this, do that, so nothing comes and takes us unaware. We're walking by knowledge, but walking by faith says that there's a set of factors I just don't know. And if I'm walking by faith, it means that I've got to trust God enough to give up control over what I don't know. My God today, faith is the certainty of something that we don't have yet. By definition, it assaults our sense of logic because it makes no sense. Instead of charting our course by faith, we'd rather use human experience. We'd rather use wisdom or or effort to control our life in order to protect ourselves from failure, from discomfort, from looking bad in front of others. But walking by faith means that I take all of those things off the table. And I'm trusting God to lead me where I don't even know yet. We spend a a lot of mental and emotional energy and effort preparing for everything that could possibly take place. This This is why, listen, when we travel, at least me, I always overpack. Because I'm trying to prepare for what could happen. I I think ahead and and we put so much mental energy into scenarios and events and and, and things that could happen that, 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 that we want to control it all because our dominant focus is controlling it. We want to control life. We wanna control the outcome. We wanna control the factors and it is our inclination to do so. But when we're walking by faith in order to overcome the world, the prospects of the world, it means that we trust God enough to let go of the control. To let go of the joystick of life. To let go of the encounters that move us from here to there and trust God to move us forward. I mean, how is it that we look for control? What things do we need uh, to avoid, to to maintain it? Uh, Unfortunately, we believe that we can control our lives or circumstances in every area, but that's really an illusion. It's really... A a losing proposition that leads to more anxiety and insecurity, because the very thing that we're trying to control, we really can't control. How much of life is really under your control? I mean, my God, if you work for a job, the boss might have control over things that you don't have control over you on the road driving and you don't know what will happen because another car can come into you. You have no control over that. Look at the things that we really have no control over that we're always trying to control. You can't control how people think about you. You can't control people's actions. You can't control how people love you or don't love you, all we can do, and if we have any kind of self-control through the Holy Spirit, is try to control ourselves. And if many of us were honest today, that's a losing battle. We can't even control ourselves, and yet look at us trying to control all of life. And so people who walk by faith, People who walk with God that overcome the world, overcome the prospects of the world, have to give over control. Abraham gave over the control of the outcome. He didn't know where he was going to end up. Can you walk with God not knowing where it's going to end up? Can you keep up with God not knowing where it's going to end up? I know ultimately we're going to make it to heaven by walking with God. We're going to make it to the great beyond where every day is howdy, howdy, never a cry, no more, all of that kind of good stuff. But on this earth, as you're walking with God and you don't know what tomorrow holds, can you walk not knowing what tomorrow holds, just trusting who holds tomorrow? When you don't know what the outcome's going to be from what the doctor says. When you don't know what the outcome's going to be from what the, bank's, the bank says, what they say on the job, what the financier says, what, what happens in life when you have no control. Can you give over what you don't control to the one who does control? Abraham was able to give over the control of not knowing where he was going into God's hands and walk with him, give up the prospects of this world for an unknown, but God promised, excuse me, God promised him. What a a wonderful sentiment. What What an encouraging word for us tonight who live in spaces in which sometimes they're just completely out of our control. Aren't you glad, as the staple singers used to say, you can put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea? Put your hand in the hand of the one who calmed the waters. Take a look at yourself, and you will be able to see others easily. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. If he can calm the seas, he can calm your life. He can calm your Attitudes. He can calm the vicissitudes of your own existence. Abraham said, Listen, I'm not going after what the world has as a prospect. I'm going to go after what God has promised me, even if it means I don't know every step I've got to take. Sometimes God just gives you enough light for the next step, sometimes He just gives you enough light for the next step on your journey. And as you take step after step, you'll get to where God is calling you. Setting a course of faith can help us to learn to allow influence in our life without being afraid. Trusting God is a decision that will never fail us, but anxiety and insecurity and worry Have taught us that sometimes they promote a negative aspect and viewpoint of life that can get in the way of what God is trying to lead us to sometimes it's very difficult to think of others when we're anxious and insecure when our minds are gripped with self-consuming thoughts sometimes Anxiety and insecurity come in and 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 drive unhealthy emotions and decisions based off of it because anxiety and insecurity can make others insecure as well. So that when we're trying to control things and really can't control it, even in our own lives, we find that it puts us in a place where all we're driven by is our anxiety is our insecurity and our anxiousness. And God says, listen, put it all in my hand. Beloved tonight, are, are you aware of your own anxieties? Are you aware of your own insecurities? Are you aware uh, how they can impact and, and recognize how uh, they can they can Uh, Lead other people around you even astray because you're trying to control every aspect of your life? Are you aware of what is really out of your hands? Let me encourage you tonight to, to, to not go after what the world is trying to get you and I to go after, but to somehow trust God enough to say, God, I'll follow you even when I don't know all the details that I'll give up control I'll give it over to you the things that I don't know I put in your hands the things that I do know I put in your hands the things that I need to know I put in your hands I trust you with every step Abraham had to give over he had to let go of the control of his own existence in order to walk by faith so that he could overcome the prospects of this world and whatever the world is promising you i want you to know that god's promise is bigger than that and i want to encourage you to trust him beyond what you can control Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for this lesson tonight. Let it manifest in our spirit and let it show us which way to go. We give over to you our anxieties, our fears, our worries, our anxiousness, all of those things which are out of our own control. We thank you that in your sovereignty, you control it all. Help us to walk, trusting you and believing you, knowing that you who begun a good work in us shall perform it unto the day of Christ's return. We love you, we trust you, we honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's my time tonight, beloved. We're going to pick up where I left off. Tonight on the next time we get together, remember, Jesus is walking the airways and those who yet pray can still expect miracles. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer in Jesus name.